0: DCI spring training coverage is presented by Digital Performance Gear and Winter Guard Tarps. From the parking lot. To the tunnel.
1: it out. Have fun. Let's go.
0: To the 50-yard line. On the field, this is your field pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is a special access field pass to Spring Training 2018. And coming up...
1: I want to be the crowd favorite.
0: Lots of questions for a one-woman tour de force.
1: Wait, are you asking me to do the color guard?
0: The Academy's new artistic director, Lindsay Vento.
1: It was an instant connection for me.
0: On her unconventional path to DCI.
1: This was a violent shove into drum corps.
0: The leadership of women in drum corps.
1: There's always a glass ceiling. Break it.
0: Sexual harassment.
1: DCI is not going to allow this
0: to happen. And her commitment to the A-team.
1: And the Academy will be the best they've ever in this summer. I will say that on tape right there.
0: <laughs> it's a candid spring training talk with Lindsey Vento, this time on the Field Pass. This is your Field Pass. Here's Dan Potter.
1: Uh, Alec, move over to your left. Like, there you go, right about there. Uh, TJ, move over to almost splitting.
0: Saturday, June 2nd, the temperature is sure. approaching 108 yeah, degrees in Apache Junction, Arizona. The members of the Academy seem to scarcely notice as they patiently work their way through a visual rehearsal block, learning and repeating drill for the World Class Corps' 2018 production, Academic. There's a new set of eyes watching the Academy this spring trading those of first year artistic director Lindsay Vento. Lindsay's an iconic designer and program coordinator in the worlds of Winter Guard and Marching Band. She's been at the helm of numerous finalist programs in both BOA and WGI and she made her DCI debut with Carolina Crown last season. She's still helping out Crown in 2018, but her primary focus now is the Academy, and her presence has had an immediate impact. Oh my gosh, she has so much energy. Academy drum major, Sierra Rogers. All the time, and it's incredible. She's on top of every little thing all the time, and it's so inspiring for me personally to have like a female role model like that. And I think for the Corps, it's just really pushing us to continue like serving a new standard of excellence every single day. She's a ray of sunshine. She's great. Mark DeFrancis is a trumpet section leader. She has so much, like, energy, so much contagious energy that just, like, gets to everyone. And it's crazy that she's so, like, knowledgeable about all these different things, like, you know, dancing things or coordinating things or everything about this activity. But she's really... Cool. This is the Academy's Executive Director, Mark Richardson. What Lindsay brings to the table is she's clearly become a part of this family um, right from day one, and she's completely invested in in what we're doing, and and we can't get enough of her. I've known Lindsay Vento and her husband, Steve, who's a longtime member of the Blue Devils Brass staff. I've known them both for most of 10 years now. When I heard that Lindsay had been hired as the person to creatively lead the Academy, I remember thinking that the move made perfect sense. To understand why... You need to know how Lindsay Vento got to where she is today. It is not the typical drum corps story. Lindsay is a trained dancer and musical theater performer. She majored in music ed opera performance with a minor in musical theater in college. In short, she's a singer, a phenomenal singer, by the way, and a dancer. She did not grow up in band or guard or drum corps.
1: When I was teaching in Missouri, my first teaching job, um, I was the cheer coach. That's what I did. I was a cheerleader. And my, hu- my husband at the time was the band director there and said, my guard director is not coming back from maternity leave. And I said, oh, that's a bummer. What are you going to do? <laughs> and he just stares at me. And I said, oh, no, wait. And this is, again, I had at this point been to five or six DCI World Championships. I was already a massive fan. All of my friends in high school, that was what they did. I just didn't have that time, right? A dancer and a musical theater performer, you don't have that extra time to do all those extracurricular things in high school. So I was very focused in theater, and that's where it was, but all of my friends were marching band people, and that's just who I always kind of gravitated to. Those were always kind of my people. Little did I know that would end up being my whole life story and my career. Um, and so I was already an avid fan. I just hadn't taught. I hadn't done it. I hadn't been a performer in that realm. So he said, well, I, you at least are a dancer. You're a performer. You know what looks good, what doesn't. You know that they should go around together. Everything should just go in the same direction. I said, Wait, are you asking me to do the color guard? I have no idea. He said, you absolutely do. You know know how to make everything look great. You know how to costume people. You just make it all go together.
0: I'm getting how all of what you knew up to that point translated. But equipment work? Where did that come from?
1: I had to learn it all. I had to study. I studied. I actually went to camps. So that was to me. Did you do that
0: your first year? I did. He said, do
1: you want to do the guard? I said, no. He said, I really need you to do it. I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, I'll go figure this out. And I did, and I went to, I went to two summer camps that summer wow. on my own with, I, you know, it was me and, you know, 13 year olds and 15 year olds, but it's how I learned.
0: And she says she quickly saw that she could learn a lot by hiring the best people available to help her programs.
1: So you have to surround yourself with excellent people.
0: So in the meantime, great teams, WGI and BOA, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is my second year, my second summer on a staff in Drum Corps. I started with Carolina Crown last summer. But this is my first experience on a creative team, which is a lot of trust um, and faith in the family here. And with help, obviously, from, you know, I'd worked with Michael Clash at Crown already, and Jamie Hawley is a huge advocate of mine. And so we had done years and years of work together. So it works that way, but yeah, this whole, I mean, it was a, it, this was a violent shove into drum corps.
0: Having seen your work at Union and at now at Blue Springs High School, when I heard that you had taken on artistic director at Academy, it just it it was like peanut butter and jelly. It's like, of course, <laughs> Lindsey Vento <laughs> belongs as the artistic oh, director of great. Academy. Thanks, do, do you feel like you you matched the ethos, the culture of this corps as much as is in my head?
1: This is such a family-driven, and it's no secret. It's no secret that I am, you know, the artistic director here, still working with Crown, and I have three kids and 12 marching bands. Anyone who knows me also knows it's no secret that my family is priority and number one. And the balance of that is extremely difficult, but extremely important to me. And I I feel like I've managed to handle that all. Why the Academy works for me is they're the same mentality. Mm. They're the same mentality. And I can't speak for every drum corps that they're that way. I wouldn't know. I do know that the Academy is that way. They are completely family-driven, whether their own biological family or just the whole unit as a family. I mean, the women that are sewing uniforms, that's family. Everybody here is family. And the first day I got here, it was an instant connection. It was instantly welcoming. They were so ecstatic. There was just an excitement in the room that they were so excited that somebody was excited about them. That was important to me, that they saw that – they saw my passion right away and as I was talking to board directors and as I'm talking I mean obviously the design team I've known everybody on that for a while so that was easy Um, but even the executive director with Mark Richardson you know he's a dad he's got three kids it just it matters it matters that he gets where I come from and it matters that he understands the balance and he sees how hard I work to not make one take a backseat to the other. And that's a really that was really a big thing for me that he got that about me. And, um, that uh, yeah, it was instant for me.
0: I'm glad that you took it in that direction because I was thinking more about uh, creatively and artistically and in terms of entertainment. Um, you guys, Academy, and what I've seen of your work elsewhere, they match up.
1: I want to be the crowd favorite all the time. If that's too bold to say, it is what it is. I want to be the crowd favorite. Whatever my teams are, you know, all of the high school teams I have or um, drum corps, whatever, who doesn't want to be the crowd favorite? Because at the end of the day, it's a subjective activity. It is. There's an answer key, there's a judge's sheets, and you have the bullet points and you have the formula and you know what you're supposed to do, right? But at the end of the day, that's a subjective activity. You can't control. All of those pieces and where all of the rating and ranking falls. What you can control is who wants to see your show again. What you—it doesn't have to be. It doesn't always have to be lighthearted and fun and, oh, I totally get this. That doesn't necessarily the crowd favorite all the time. You can be sophisticated and mature and you could have a deep intellectual base about what you're doing and still be the crowd favorite. I think a lot of people confuse that, which I know is not your question, but Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people confuse that crowd favorite is the most fun show of the night. And that's not necessarily the case. So I think it's important. I I like – what I personally do and what the teams I am in, what we do, I want people to want to see it again all
0: the time. <laughs> You've given me the perfect opportunity to ask here about <laughs> academic, about the show. Sure, this absolutely. Year. Tell us about it.
1: Academic is such a strong word. It has an instant aesthetic about it. Without You saw the, the core uniforms today, which you said you loved, which I'm, I love that. <laughs> um, not everybody has seen those yet. But you – when – you think of academic, you have an aesthetic in your head. You have a nostalgia that kind of happens in you. And you don't know why. You just think academic and you think highbrow and you think Ivy League and, and you think all of those things. So it is a, it's an opportunity for us to showcase the triumphs, the struggles, the hills, the valleys, um, and the joyous times of having that genius mind, that constant academic mind. We all have that friend or we all have someone in life who is just that higher thinker all the time and they're either they're either in the best mood or they're at their bottom and their brain is constantly going it's constantly going you're kind trying like you're you're always trying to figure out what they're thinking all of the time and that's what we're doing this program is not about abc 123 it's not about school it's not about colleges and universities it is all about the genius mind and how that works and the labors the laborist feel that that is the heavy weight that that is the Stephen Hawking's the John Nash's of the world where we watch them publicly be triumphed and ridiculed for things that they thought for ideas that they had and 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 being that genius mind and not understanding why somebody wouldn't get it. Why somebody wouldn't understand that and so that's really really important um, the program's got a lot of really great intellectual effect to it which is awesome because it's academic so it was just I mean it works so well in that regard um, the Academy name and that A you can't I mean you walk around campus today Dan you'll see everybody in that A it's somewhere it's might I'd be on their socks but that A is everywhere around here
0: it's great branding
1: it is it's a, it's a brilliant brilliant branding and I when we were talking about programs, I thought, Gosh, I wish I want to do something with the academy name. It's just so important for them. They, you know, they took a risk, make going in a new direction with me. That was a big thing. That was a big step for them. And I wanted them to feel that that wasn't in vain. That they, you know, that they were. I, I wanted them to make sure that they knew that I was about the academy family first and not. Let's make top twelve. Everyone's about that, right? So I mean, everyone has that mentality. I wanted them to know that I was about the academy first and foremost, and. Their, cores, uh, their core values. And, and so as I started playing around with the Academy name, the word academic came up. And so we talked about it as a team and it was just everybody was like, oh, well, I don't know what it's about, but that name's intriguing. And so that was kind of our jumping off point of how to do that. And as, as we started to choose source material, it was all of the source material that makes total sense with this program, Academic Festival Overture, The School for Scandal by Samuel Barber, all of these things are right up Academy's wheelhouse. Those are right up Michael Klesch's arranging wheelhouse and so it would just all we were just instantly my gosh this is it I mean we've stumbled upon the next great thing that the academy will do and the academy will be the best they've ever been this summer I will say that on tape right there (laughs) you you just did I did they will be the best they've ever been they will they're 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 bought in they're excited um and I know you know at the end of the day is being excited about your program as a core member going to score points maybe not but it's hard to deny someone who's really bought into their program. It's it's hard. It's you. The excellence will happen when that corps member is excited about what they're doing.
0: I'm excited to see him this year. But let's switch topics just for a second. Okay. Um, let's talk about the fact that we we're embarking on a different summer in drum corps. Yes. Let's talk about what happened with George Hopkins and the cadets Absolutely. first. When the Hopkins news broke, what what was your what did you think?
1: Heartbroken. As a woman. As a mother, as a sister, that is a hard thing to think that they carried that and that is what their drum corps experience was. That I, I, I felt like I grieved it, if that makes sense, um, without even having known them. I feel like when all of that news broke out and all of those things were happening and all of this information was coming to light, I felt like that was like a different world than the one we're living in it was almost like that was even though it was very current for and for those women that never goes away so i don't want to diminish that that was in the past and it's over it's absolutely not but i felt like i could go the very next week in a drum corps and i was going to a different place i felt like i was going to a safer place i felt like i was going to what drum corps is now that has a million safety things in place, that those things don't happen. And if they do, watching all of these cores take action so quickly, removing staff members or getting new, I mean, we had a, a two hour meeting with Mark Richardson about, you know, the harassment and it was, we went through PowerPoints and we had all these things and we took quizzes and we online things and we actually got a certificate that said, I passed this. And if you didn't, you were in hot water. I mean, they, you know, things are being, I mean, it's, it's really, they're putting so many safeguards right now that as a mom, I can send my kid and I don't, I don't worry. I think it's really important that people understand that DCI has been extremely active in making sure that everybody is safeguarded and that the people that haven't followed rules and the people that might be liabilities down the road are just removed. Just, we're just not going to, we're just not going to go down that road. DCI is not going to allow this to happen any longer.
0: Besides yourself, I think I count two other women in drum corps in the creative community that you could consider artistic directors even though i don't think that's their actual titles is there a glass ceiling in drum corps for design and instructional staff
1: is there a glass ceiling there's always a glass ceiling yeah i mean yeah there's break it there's always a glass ceiling i don't think that any of the females that are in roles that we are in got them because we were female I think we got them because we served a purpose. We had a talent that they needed. We met core values that was important to them. Um, we had a history or a, or a resume or whatever that, was, that made them think, okay, they're perfect for this job. So I want to say that. I don't think that any – I don't think women come into things like this thinking, I'm so glad there's another woman out there. I, I truly don't. And I think now – Um, with all of the things that have happened in drum corps. I think that might, I had someone ask me, do you think that's going to make women not want to be in roles, leadership roles, because of all the things that have happened? I said, Oh my gosh, absolutely opposite. Are you kidding me? This is the time. This is where you've got an activity saying, No, 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 wait, you matter. You a thousand you've always mattered. You're a thousand percent matter. You are completely equals. This is, you know, and so this is where you jump on that platform and you think, oh, I am. And so this is where you find This is where you find the positive out of the negative i and i hate to be pollyanna (laughs) which i'm called often. and i hate to be pollyanna about it but you can find a positive out of everything everything that's horrible and wrong and and just uh just it just disgusting you can find something in there to say okay this little speck right here this is my positive and i'm going to grow this into a massive forest and i think that through all of the things that have happened in dci the positives that we can take is that if any woman wanted, if any woman was curious, are we, I mean, do we matter in DCI? I mean, why aren't there, no, why aren't there more of us up in the leadership roles? Why is that? If they ever wondered for one second, and, they, and, and, and women were reserved to take a leap and put their name out there and be okay to be bold and stand in a rehearsal toe-to-toe with somebody else, and that's okay as a woman and a man, and that's okay. If, if there was ever a time for them to feel okay, it's now. DCI has told you, you matter. DCI has told you, we protect you. DCI has told you, you are equal. This is the time. If you've ever wondered if you have a place here, it's now, they've told you that.
0: The Academy's artistic director, Lindsey Vento, speaking to me during a visit to the Corps' spring training camp in Apache Junction, Arizona, last week. We also shot a bunch of video about the Academy's 2018 show, Academic, and we will be posting that at dci.org, so be looking for that, as well as upcoming coverage of the Academy's sister ensemble, Phenom, the defending Soundsport virtual gold medalist. DCI's coverage of spring training is presented by Digital Performance Gear and Winter Guard Tarps. This weekend, the Field Pass is traveling to Indiana and Ohio for spring training reports from the Bluecoats and the Cadets camps. We'll have more in next week's Field Pass. I'm Dan Potter. I'll talk to you then.